Hey, a bunch of puckheads. Welcome to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett. Say hello to the fellas before we get started. Bill Berg with me tonight and also Dell Scanlon. How you guys doing? Surviving. Surviving? <laughs> Coughing my lungs out still. Still? Still under the weather, huh? All right, let's move on to our games of the week. Um, I had the uh, boys KMMO at Janesville and... Uh, could tell you in this one, it looked like in Janesville had finally hit their stride. They came out and had the first four shots of the game and really skated like the first five, six minutes like they uh, had come to play. But after that, KMO seemed to level things out a little bit, put a couple pucks in the back of the net to make it 2 nothing after one period. Janesville does come back and get one in the second period to make it a 2-1 game on a goal by uh, Drew King. But after that, KMMO came back and scored another one to make it 3-1. And in the third period, they tacked on one more for the winning margin of 4-1. In this game, in the first period, I'm doing this off the top of my head, Janesville had 12 no, nine shots, and they finished with 18. So after the first period, um, seemed like KMMO kind of shut things down a little bit. Janesville was pretty outsized in this one. KMMO is a much bigger team and take up much more space out there. So uh, Lasers get the 4-1 to win our game of the week last week. Dell, you got to go see the Rock County Fury take on the Badger Lightning. Yeah, thanks, MJ. Yep, I traveled over to Sock uh, Prairie and caught the Badger Lightning hosting the Rock County Fury. Uh, first period was extremely close. Shots on goal were nine to seven in favor of the Fury. And it actually was a five on three power play goal with 38 seconds remaining in the first period that allowed Rock County to take a one nothing lead at the end of the first period. Uh, Rock County went up two nothing early in the second. And then Lightning came back and tied it up at two. But then Rock County answered with three goals in the second period to end up leading five to two at the end of two periods. And then in the third period, Rock County scored to go up six to two. Badger Lightning came back about five minutes later, scored. But then Rock County put it away with seven minutes remaining in the game, seven to three. Uh, this was a game that uh, Rock County outshot the Badger Lightning 44 to 26 in the game. And the goaltender for the Badger Lightning, uh, Alyssa Gata, uh, played two periods. And then Olivia Renneberg played the uh, third period, whereas Jillian Traver played the full game in net for Rock County Fury. And the game was actually closer than what the final score would uh, Joe, it was an opportunity that Rock County took advantage of the power play opportunities where they scored two uh, or two for six on the power play and the Badger Lightning were 0 for 1 uh, with their chances. So, but in Badger Conference play, the Rock County Fury knocked off Badger Lightning in our game of the week, 7 to 3. 
I see our uh, player of the week last week on the girls' side, Emma Emma Cligora, continued her uh, torrid pace scoring uh, last week as well, having a pretty nice week to uh, top off the uh, player of the week uh, mention. She just kept going. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about our Best Western Premier Park Hotel Players of the Week. Now that we got player pronunciations ready and correct, Bill Berg, you can go ahead and who's the Players of the Week? Thanks, MJ. I believe you said his name was Andrew Jaka. Jakey. Jakey. Okay. Andrew Jakey from Oregon. On Tuesday, he had five goals and two assists and an 11-1 win over uh, the South Central Navigators. On Friday, he had two goals and a 6-3 win over Onalaska. And on Saturday, he had four goals, all four goals, and a 4-2 win over Sun Prairie. So forward from Oregon, Andrew Jakey is our Best Western Premier Player of the Week on the boys' side. On the girls' side, uh, Autumn Cooper from Superior. Uh, we remember her from last year, from the state tournament even. Yes, uh, we do. On Thursday, she had three goals and an assist in a 5 nothing win over Moose Lake. And on Saturday, she had three goals and an assist in a 16-1 to win over the Cooley Region Cyclones. So a hat trick in each game for Autumn Cooper. Uh, I'm sure there will be plenty more hat tricks to come for Autumn Cooper this year. Uh, Superior seems to be sort of a powerhouse up there uh, in the, the Great White North this year. The Cooley Region Cyclones, is that used to be the uh, Onalaska Hilltopper? I believe that so. is correct. Okay, so they're just going Cooley Region. Okay. Well, there's our uh, Player of the Week winners, Andrew Jakey from Oregon on the boys' side, Autumn Cooper on the girls' side. From Superior, Bill, you're right. I remember Autumn Cooper from the state tournament. She's a she's a fine player, and like you said, we're going to hear more from her. Um, what do you guys want to do here? Who wants to uh, hand out the top sixes? Go ahead, MJ. Oh, okay. Thank you. Top six. Let's start in Division Two. Uh, Division Two. Amory is the number one team. New Richmond comes in second. Oregon comes in third. Lakeland comes in fourth, St. Mary's Springs fifth, and the McFarland Spartans come in at sixth. New Richmond had more first-place votes than Amory, but appeared lower on its non-first-place ballots. Amory, New Richmond, Springs, and Oregon all received first-place votes. Eight additional teams received votes, but didn't crack, crack the top six. Girls' side. You mentioned Autumn Cooper. You mentioned they got a juggernaut up there, Bill. Well, they also have the number one spot in girls hockey up there. The Superior Spartan girls team is number one in the state. Uh, Central Wisconsin Storms, number two. St. Croix Valley Fusion is number three. The Hudson Raiders it comes in fourth. Bay Area Ice Bears, the defending state champs, fifth. And Hayward Hurricanes come in sixth. Superior got all but two of the first place votes, the other two going to the Storm. Every team in the girls' top six is either on or north of Highway 29. Not to beat a dead horse, but Hudson is not a co-op, and all but one player on Superior's roster 
has Superior listed as their school. Just stuff that Bill Jr. noted. Uh, four additional teams received votes, but didn't crack the top six. Finally, Division One. A little bit of jockeying for position. Um, Division One, the number one seed comes out of the Madison area. It's Madison Edgewood comes in number one. Bayport, the Pirates are number two. Stevens Point, Spash comes in number three. Brookfield comes in number four. Chippewa Falls, five. And the defending Notre Dame Tritons come in number six in the Division One level. Chippewa Falls was the only team in the top six that didn't receive at least one first-place vote. Uh, six additional teams received votes but didn't crack the top six. Upcoming games of the week we've got coming up. Thursday, I'll be up and uh, watch Madison Edgewood take on Middleton in a uh, southern part of the state here matchup between a couple of schools in the Madison area. And Saturday, Hudson in the Wisconsin Valley Union. Bill, is that you and Junior going to go to that? I believe it is. Uh, we don't we don't get a chance to see Hudson very often, so they're coming over this way. Um, it'll, as Bill would say, it'll be a single school. Um, against uh, half of central Wisconsin um, schools uh, that make up the Wisconsin Valley Union. And there's at least six schools in that co-op. So those are uh, our games. Go MJ, ahead. The yeah. Middleton-Madison Edgewood game. So is Madison Edgewood's home ice now Verona's second rank? I've or, been told. Or the Verona... Just down in Verona all the time now. They're no, they no longer play at the Laban. I've been told that yes, that's what it is. Because they're supposed to have that second rink in Verona done, and I don't know what the, the whole thing about moving on to Laban, but you know Verona's got that second sheet now, and they've got a you know school that wants to use it, so that's where Edgewood's well, going to go. You figure the you know the cost to play it to use the Laban Arena probably it's a little bit more than what it is to go and use the second rink in Verona. I and would agree with I that. Do, and I do know that the Culver's Cup this year is actually planning on using that rink also because they're actually playing in Verona at uh, Hartmeyer and at Madison Ice Arena. So. The, they they plan on using all three facilities uh, for the Culver's Cup this year. When you're using three facilities, boy, you better pay attention to where your next game is going to be at because you could be in one place and your game would be at the other. But we got you covered with that, right, Dell? Yep, that's all actually covered in our article on the front page uh, saying uh, 2023 holiday tournaments. Where's your team? And so what tournaments we know about, uh, we do have the schedule in that article. I know you I know you moved on quickly there, MJ, but do we want to go back and discuss a little bit about the top sixes? Yeah, let's do it. Uh so you I mean like, yeah, it's obviously these are written in pencil on paper or chalk on uh chalkboard because they're 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 definitely not going to stay this way. Uh, probably not even for for a full week because I mean teams just haven't played all that many games yet. So it's kind of a crapshoot early on. But 
Um, there's some new names up there that we've not seen in a while. Like in Division yeah. Two, you've got Amory up at number one. Uh, McFarland is in the top six. St. Mary Springs has dropped all the way down to number five. They've kind of been a mainstay at one or two for a long time. Then you look on the girls' side, and you know it's kind of like, you know, more of the same. You know, everything north of Highway 29, and that's not even featuring any of the teams in the Milwaukee area. You know, we know that USM has a good team this year, but, uh, you know, they didn't get enough votes. Well, you know, and the thing is, is you know, when I saw McFarland was there uh, as the number six in Division Two, I actually had to go back and look because I couldn't remember what their season was last year. I see they're sitting at five and one right now, and last year they f finished their season at uh, ten and fourteen. And so, you know, for going from there to to where they're at right now is you know a good improvement from last season, and. I haven't gotten to see McFarland play in a few years. Uh, Me either. Uh, but um, you look at, and I see Mason Pomering last year was their leading, uh, their point leader with 39 points, and he's a senior this year. So, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to kind of keep a little bit of an eye out and see how he does this season. Yeah, the Division One side. Uh, I'm not. I haven't seen Madison Edgewood. Obviously, Bayport. I mean, Bayport had some epic games last year with with Notre Dame. That was a that was a fight to the finish to see who was going to come out of that section. And you know, Notre Dame end, ends up winning the the state tournament. But you know, just could have easily been Bayport last year. And you know, now they're back this year and and looking tough again. And uh, the Spash Panthers kind of. They've got a they had a young team last year, so they're kind of growing into their 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 skates too. Um that, that that's it in, in Brookfield. We haven't heard for Brookfield in a while. You know, looking at Brookfield right now, right now is the best team over in the Milwaukee area. Um USM has struggled out of the gate, you know. Arrowhead hasn't quite found, you know, what their stride's gonna be this year. Even, you know, Brookfield's come out pretty strong, and, you know, people have noticed. And Chippewa Falls, Notre Dame at six. And, you know, I'm I'm sure everybody agrees that this isn't the same Notre Dame team from last year. I mean, a lot of these faces have changed. You know they're always going to be good, but uh, that team last year was pretty doggone special with talent and uh, it's hard to replace that talent year after year. Well, in addition to several players moving on last year, their 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 longtime coach moved on last year too. So, you know, yep. we, got, we got a new guy in charge down in Notre Dame this year. Yep. I I'm glad you brought that up, Berger, because I was just going to ask what kind of change you know that has a, has an effect on the team. You know, new head coach, uh, does it change the system, the way they want to play and and stuff? So, you know, interesting to see how they improve as the season advances. And, you know, the same could be said with uh, Verona. You know, Joel Marshall stepped down before the season started. 
And, you know, they have a new coach there. Joel Marshall's been there for years. And uh, he wants to uh, follow his kids playing hockey and can't blame him. So what changes down there, if anything? You know, we'll have to keep an eye on Verona. They haven't played many games so far. But I'm sure we will hear more from them as the season goes on. Yeah, that's a name that's missing from the top six that's usually in there. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Chippewa Falls, gotten off to a good start this year. Looked to be pretty strong this year. You know, we don't see Eau Claire Memorial in there. That kind of surprised me. I thought Eau Claire Memorial, well, I guess the two losses surprised me. I saw Eau Claire Memorial um, beat Notre Dame. And, I mean, they beat them on the scoreboard and they beat them physically. Um, they were they looked like a really strong team. I was kind of surprised to see them lose two games already. Yeah, one of them a one nothing game to uh, River Falls. And then that tough loss they suffered last week against Hudson in the uh, overtime with point, was it two or four seconds when that puck went in? Mm, that's a tough way to go. Yeah, I, I think Mason said there was uh, two-tenths of a second left on the clock when that last goal crossed for the win. Now, you know, he watched that game on Live Barn. He didn't drive up there. He watched it on Live Barn, and he went back and watched it a number of times. You know, a little bit long article, but you know what? It's uh, pretty full of details. So, you know, whatever whatever ways we can, we try to get stuff out there for our followers. And Live Barn is one of those things that we, we do use from time to time. Anybody ready to move on? Final thoughts? Well, I got I got one update here that you know, as I was looking at the the top sixes and you know trying to remember who's division one and who's division two, um, I did pull up the WIAA brackets. So now, if you if you just go to our top menu and just click on boys, it will bring up um, basically the brackets. It'll have division one, section one, two, three, and four. Division two, section one, two, three, and four, and all the teams that are in there. And since I was doing that, I did the girls also. So their their sections are all listed. And it was kind of funny with the girls. I think it was section three is basically the Eastern Shores Conference, and section four is the Badger Conference. Um, <laughs> I mean, they line up exactly. Those right. Teams. Um, it's like like on on boys division two. Uh, Section two is the Great Northern Conference, except you throw out Marshfield and bring in Pacelli. Um, but yeah, those, those two, those two final sections for the girls are exactly the the, the conferences. So MJ, so you you kind of familiar with the um, Madison area boys teams, and I know for the last few years, you know we've looked at. You know, DeForest and Lodi was one team. And then you had the Madison La Follette and the East Side Lakers. Yeah, the East Side Lakers. Well, now they're combined now to become the South Central Navigators. Uh, what are you expecting out of that? 
Well, that's a good question. What do you, you know, when you get a co-op, you know, does it, do these kids all play together coming up? You know, if they play together coming up, then, you know, more things will mesh. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to be competitive. But uh, at this point, it's, I just, I think they'll be okay. Numbers-wise, they look to be okay, adding uh, DeForest and Poinette and Lodi and, you know, the Eastside Lakers, which uh, for many years has had quite a problem with fielding a quality team. But I think they'll be okay. Um, may take some lumps early, but, you know, and they'll win a few games. But uh, it's it's going to be a process, no doubt about that. I'm kind of old school. I think I'm going to refer to them as the Netscape Navigators. <laughs> that is old school. Next Netscape. thing you know, you're going to have to Burger's going to find a team that he can name AOL. Well, that's MJ's calling. Yeah, that's me and my AOL mail. <laughs> Hard. Habits are hard to break, I guess. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I just as soon get back to the football game if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, um, my, well then my we got lots thought. to talk about. We're talking <laughs> hockey, not football. My last final thought for for the night is: uh, most coaches should have received an email from Jim Hayes by now. Uh, once again, you know, those votes are, aren't actually required from for the Hobie Baker award until the end of January but keep that email in a spot that you know where it's at so you're able to nominate a player from your team we all know that you have seniors on your teams that are of high character and are deserving of this award and there's no reason that we shouldn't have 100% participation from the boys and girls side Wisconsin's probably the hot the state that ends up with the best nominees going in uh, for representing all the schools, but it would be nice to see them all represented. I couldn't agree more. Very good point you made there, Dell. Um, I guess my final thing would be uh, to the players. If you go to your team page and it's not set up, make sure you point that out to your coach or somebody because that way we can keep a better eye on the stats and get that page up to date because I've been on a couple pages and nobody's even uh, listed coaches or anything. So take a look. If your team page isn't right, well, better point it out to somebody so we we'll, can get it right and you guys can get the uh, publicity that you uh, very much deserve. I've had a long day. It looks like Bill's looking back at the football game. That's why I'm doing the the thing up here because I got I can see the TV from here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to turn in for the night. But guys, uh, anything else you want to add before we leave the airwaves? I'm good. You good, Dell? You're good. Well, it depends on if you ask my wife or not. Okay. Another story for another day. <laughs> All right. For uh, Bill and uh, Dell, I'm Mike Hammett. 
next week. We'll be right back here again. And uh, hopefully you'll join us right here on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.